Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined tonight by Mark and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Well, we've been off on a little two-week break. It's been kind of refreshing to kind of take a break and not worry about making an episode and just kind of relaxing a little bit. (laughs) But uh, what have you guys been up to the last two weeks? Not a whole lot. This is pretty much a little bit of the same. Just watching watching a little bit of movies. So last last weekend we didn't record and we just hung out and watched uh Maniac Cop with Sean. Uh playing a lot of Nintendo, working yeah. a lot. This is a little same old shit. <laughs> For sure. That that it was a lot of fun watching Maniac Cop last week. It it's been s- we do so few like movie nights now. It's it's nice when it does happen because it's just nice to kick back and just relax and watch a movie and just shoot the shit. Yeah, for sure. It's all Sean's fault. <laughs> <laughs> we'll blame it on the guy that's not here. Yeah. He's not here to defend himself, so I'm just going to blame it on him. There you go. <laughs> I'm okay How with dare that. He. How dare he? <laughs> right. When he gets back... I'm just going to say, my, my question is, who do you think you are? <laughs> uh, that's so good. Uh, of, course, of course, I don't believe Sean. It's just life gets in the way. You know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, this past, past couple of weeks, I've been just pretty much introducing my nephew to a bunch of horror franchises. Um, last week... I mean, we, we finished the Friday 13th series, um, m- minus the remake. Like I said, it's just too too much nudity for me to make him. Well, I not make him, but have him watch. I just like, oh, I'll have to wait till he's older for that. Um, um, last week watched um, Leprechaun 1 and 2 with my niece and nephew. It was the first time they were watching that franchise, so that was interesting. Um they loved Leprechaun one more because they just thought it was funny. <laughs> but um, uh, my uh, nephew and I watched um, Child's Play uh, one through three and Bride of Chucky. Like Thursday, was it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday because mm-hmm. he wanted to watch, you know, start watching those. And uh, actually, today he got to watch Seed of Chucky, so he's seen most of the franchise now. There's Nice. Just cursing cold. What's his thought on Seed of Chucky? Um, he didn't say anything, but he laughed a lot, so I'm thinking he really liked it. <laughs> huh. Um, until until he tells me otherwise, he said the second one was his favorite, which is my favorite too. So yep. yeah, hell yeah, and that's. Then, I mean, you can't beat that climax in the in the yeah. factory, the toy factory. Yeah. Yeah. So his ranking for that, um. As far as I know, I don't know where his seed places for him now, but uh, two is his favorite, then Bride of Chucky, then part one, then part three was his least favorite. Mm-hmm. And I asked, and you know, it seems that like a lot of people don't like part three, which I love part three. It's in my top three, but um, I asked him, yeah, I was just like, hey, uh, so why didn't you like, or what about it did you not like? And he just said, eh, it was just meh for me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fair enough. understand. <laughs> So um, that, and I've been going through the Amityville franchise since I have the Vinegar Syndrome box set. And, right. 
so I've been going through the entire franchise this week. Um, it wasn't too long ago I watched part one, so I didn't need to do that. And I don't feel like ever watching part two again with the incest thing. So that's just, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> that's, so why then, I st- that's why I stayed away from Game of Thrones, man. That shit is just such a trigger for me. I can't, I, I can't it. watch yeah. Game of Thrones either. can't get I, into I, it. I couldn't get into that show either. I got like halfway through the first season. I was like, this is definitely not for me. I just <laughs> didn't do it. I tried. I, I pushed through after the the guy banging his sister from behind. I was like, what the heck? But I was just like, yeah, I, I can't do this. Mm-mm. So, and then it'd been years since I watched part three so much that I didn't remember anything. So I just started with part three and then went through, through the rest of the franchise, except the re I haven't watched the remake yet. That's the only one I haven't watched now. I need to watch that like tomorrow and then I'll be done. But yeah, the vinegar syndrome box, set's really good with, the four movies they released. I really liked Amityville Dollhouse and uh, Amityville uh, 1992. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I liked those two movies the most out of the box set. Okay. So Yeah, I'm excited to get Amity- that finally on Monday. Yeah. And then Amityville The Awakening <laughs> was... That that was the one that stars Jennifer Jason Lee and that Bella Thorne. Who her name sounds so familiar, but I've never seen her in anything except this. And the movie was so boring. And it also stars uh, the guy who played the Joker in the Gotham show, the Cameron. What's his name? Monaghan or something like that. Yeah, he. But it was so funny because. Um, after each movie, I would go to IMDb just to read some trivia on I'm on IMDb, and for *Feel <laughs> the Awakening*, it said uh, in the U.S. version, Harvey Weinstein's name was removed from the movie because of the scandal. And I laughed and I said, "Y'all did him a favor not having his name on this movie." <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> they funny. They kept it on there because the movie sucks. <laughs> I just couldn't get into that movie. That's why I, I was I was trying to watch the rest of them yesterday, but after the awakening, I was like, "Nah, I, I got to play Metal Gear or something because I can't do another movie right now." That killed my momentum. That's so, so good. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been doing: just watching some movies and playing game. All right, nothing else really to do. Right? No, I hear you. Yeah, my. Last two weeks, obviously, last weekend watching Maniac Cop and, and whatnot. Been watching some King of the Hill. Uh, other than that, I haven't really watched a whole lot for movies. Played some video games, but been just trying to clean and get things ready around here for trying to sell this house. So I've been keeping busy, <laughs> that's for sure. So nothing really exciting going on here, but... Yeah, when this is over, this will be nice. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Well, I, I guess I did watch Toxic Avenger, you know, to get ready for tonight. So I did watch that last night. So it was kind of like last night was a good night to just chill out, let my mind get sucked into the TV and just enjoyed that movie. Cause I love Toxic Avenger, and it's it's definitely been one of my favorites for a long time. So it was nice to kind of get away with that. But, yeah, otherwise, I've been very, 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 very busy. <laughs> so, 
not a whole lot going on here otherwise. I heart the monster. <laughs> right? No kidding. I want, I want a t-shirt that says I heart the monster. I'm sure you can find one on Etsy or something. Trauma like sells them, but since they're all shut down because of COVID, there's no telling when you're going to get your stuff, so I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that fucking Toxic Avenger box that I've been wanting to get that, but can't find it anywhere, and then Trauma... That's crazy. I never thought that would go out of print or out of stock, whatever's going on so quickly. Yeah. That's something that you would think would be available for a long time. Oh, you would think. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I can't really complain too much because, I mean, I was able to watch it online, for at least for now. You know, so it's it's not a complete loss. I just really want the box set now, especially to have all of them, you know, all, all on disc because it's been a long time since I've had those on disc because those are ones that I ended up losing from stupid shit. We'll just leave it at that. But, and I, I just never rebought them, you know, when I had them on DVD and stuff. So, but I definitely want to get those, especially on Blu-ray, all that HD glory. Be nice. You might want to hold your expectations in check there. Believe me. I know I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I have that while it's, it's a lot better than obviously than DVD and VHS. Don't, don't expect it to, Look as pristine as you're, you're trying to make it out to be. I'm not trying to make it out to be anything it isn't. Uh, I just said, in all its HD glory. Didn't say it was going to look crisp and clean, just in HD. I, I mean, these. this is like one of the movies, at least for me. I mean, it feels like watching it in low fidelity would almost be more enjoyable just from the nostalgia of watching it on VHS. Yeah. And, and like older DVD prints and whatever, or watch it on wherever you watched it before. That's the way I feel with some of the Friday, older Friday movies. If I watch it in lower fidelity, I feel like a kid again. Yeah, I could see that. That's not the shit on the high fidelity because I'm a a, a Blu-ray. Uh, I wouldn't say I'd say lover. I guess I'm not like a hyper collector, but. Right. It's it's also nice to see the older movies. Like I, I would say, probably one of my favorite ones I saw from switched over to uh, high fidelity on Blu-ray was probably Spaceballs. I was just completely blown away with how good that movie looked. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my first DVDs I ended up getting because Halloween was the first. Uh, then I got Phantasm Four. And then Spaceballs was my third DVD I ever bought, and yeah, it's it's like it was such a night and day difference. Obviously, going from you went, VHS to that, you went over my helmet. <laughs> God, I see your. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all cross-eyed. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> Made a gunner. <laughs> that would be so quotable. <laughs> oh my god! It's been evil so will always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I need to even watch the future. It. Nothing works. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
<laughs> oh, it's such a I think blast. that's my favorite Rick Moranis role ever. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I think I, I think one of my favorites was the it was after I watched like special features and whatever on the discs was uh the diner scene when um Barf was sticking his tail up that lady's dress and he's like, I'm sorry, it's got a mind of its own. And to realize that was like a, a joke because uh, John Candy had such a hard time controlling his costume and it was always such a mess. So they made it a joke on screen. I just love, I love little tidbits like that. So now that's one of my favorite scenes knowing that much. Yeah. <laughs> so he had good. the special. That's what I ordered. Change my order to the soup. (laughs) John Hurt, not again. (laughs) Hello, my baby. Hello. Oh, it's such a classic. Mel Brooks is a fucking genius. Oh, for sure. Spaceballs. That girl's the planet. Hey, watch my helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders, chicken? (laughs) Oh, man. It's been so long since I've watched that movie. I I gotta watch it again sometime soon, once things start settling down a little bit. But I gotta, I gotta pack up all my movies here soon. I gotta keep the one. always, always the digital copies. Well, that one I don't have on digital. That one I only have on. I guess I, I didn't think about streaming services. I haven't checked that in a while. Baseball is on Netflix, is it? It was last week when I saw it. I don't know if it's still on there, but okay, it, pro- it probably is. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check because. That would be great to be able to watch that here this this week, maybe, after I'm done painting this house. So it be a great way to end the week this week, that's for sure. But, uh, well, this uh, whole month, we're actually going to be talking and reviewing trauma movies, like we announced on our last episode. And so we're going to kick it off with probably the most famous trauma movie, which we kind of alluded to earlier in the episode, The Toxic Avenger. Um, are you guys ready to review this? I'm so ready. Yes. I am as well. Let's take a look at 1986's The Toxic Avenger. Meet little Melvin. He's a 90-pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin. I'm going to take this mop and shove it down your throat. They teased him. I want to do it with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. Holy shit! I don't know what it was, but it saved my life. All right, everybody, drop your tacos or I'll blow your brains out. The vandals and the perverts had their way with the little people of Tromaville until the Toxic Avenger ripped them apart. The Toxic Avenger 
His face is so terrifying. We can't show it to you now. You'll have to see the movie for yourself. The Toxic Avenger can bend steel with his bare hands. Get it! Leap small cars in a single bound. He crushes drug pushers. Smashes hit and run drivers. For incredible explosive action, you must see the Toxic Avenger. He's a different kind of hero. The Toxic Avenger is coming to your town. Look out. All right, so The Toxic Avenger was released on April 11th, 1986. It was directed by Michael Herz and Lloyd Kaufman. He used the name Samuel Wheel for this movie, though. Starred Mark Torgel, Pat Ryan, Gary Schneider, Robert Pritchard, Cindy Mannion, Jennifer Baptist, Andrew Martin, Mitch Cohen as the Toxic Avenger. Now, this movie had a budget of $475,000, and they really went the extra mile with that money because they really did some pretty spectacular effects, you know, throughout the whole movie on that small of a budget. Just a couple pieces of trivia. In the scene where... Um, Melvin is kissing the, uh, the sheep that, that sheep was actually infested with lice and they didn't know until afterwards. So that was kind of disgusting. Uh, the crushing of the child's head in the movie was, accom- uh, accomplished by injecting a melon with corn syrup and red food dye wig was placed on it. And even though it was cheap, it was Kind of unsettling seeing it, obviously, yeah. because number oh, one, yeah. it's a kid being killed on camera and then having his head run over. And then finally, the last piece of trivia is, Mar- and I knew this one already, but Marissa Tomei was actually an extra in the movie and she was coming, shown coming out of the shower. But uh, like I said earlier, I fucking love this movie. It's It's cheap. It's gory. It's funny. I mean, it's it's... Very, very, like, low-brow, low-budget, but so good. It's so good. I fucking love this movie. It was, like, a, like a perfect disaster, because I feel like if one or two things was handled differently, this movie could have been very terrible. Mm-hmm. But it, it turned out to be perfect. And what I mean is, like, the, the death of the children and the rapey vibes and yep. the shoving the shotgun into a baby's face and things like that. If certain elements weren't handled the way they were, it could have, for me, been a very uh, offensive and unsettling movie. But it turned out to be pure gold. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Yeah, there isn't much that gets me to squirm with movies, but seeing children or animals being hurt is like kind of my limit. And they did the, the both in this movie. thing has always gotten me in movies, but if it's like an off-screen thing, or if it's not like overly gory or things like that, I can usually just put it to the side. But the uh, this one in this movie, it's pretty upsetting to me, but it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't over the top. Yeah. 
No, I I, I agree. You can still see the dog breathing in this movie, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> the dog's supposed to be dead, but he's just laying there breathing. They put like the the stuff on it, and he's still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> right. This was my first trauma movie. I I remember renting it on VHS back in the day, some some point in the early to mid nineties. And um, the reason I rented it is because when I was a little kid, I remember watching Toxic Crusaders, yes. the cartoon on TV. So, of course, seeing Toxic Avenger, I was like, hey, that's, that's the, you know, the cartoon that I used to watch. But I'm like, huh, it's rated R. I wonder why it's rated R. But I rented it anyway. <laughs> did I find out why it's rated R? <laughs> no kidding. As a kid, as, as a young kid, the, the death of the kid really made me go, what the heck? Yeah, that was that was as a kid that messes you up because you're you're so used to the kids not getting killed in movies because you know it's it was I guess you could say it was sort of taboo or or, yeah yeah (laughs) so so to see Lloyd Kaufman just see like oh forget it I'm killing kids (laughs) but uh you know it's great it's one of my favorite trauma movies and one of my favorite Lloyd Kaufman movies. Which I have no idea why he went with the pseudonym Samuel Well yeah. for some of the earlier movies. I, I don't know why. But, I mean, I don't know. Was he part of a union or something? I, I didn't <laughs> think he would have been. <laughs> but you never you, know. you never really know. And But then again, Lloyd Kaufman's always been kind of a weird guy. And he's always <laughs> been great. So, I mean, I'm sure he had his own reasons <laughs> for doing that. But... Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I mean this is like his like best creation, arguably, you know. And oh my god, I I don't know why he would have wouldn't have wanted his name on it, you know. It's just pure like, independent gold. I like how the genesis for this movie started out when uh, Kaufman read a uh, read an article about horror movies. Um not not matter mattering anymore or something like that mm-hmm. so that's when he's just like oh, we're gonna make a horror movie and uh it's gonna be set at a health health gym <laughs> or whatever aerobic studio or something that's where the genesis came out to be the toxic avengers <laughs> it's just just weird like like you said yeah but i like weird i like lloyd kaufman so <laughs> And you get an aces here. I mean, even right down to to Melvin as the character. I mean, he's this whiny, like obnoxious kid in the beginning. But as soon as he gets in that toxic waste, all of a sudden, you know, obviously he becomes the big brooding monster. But he's like totally intellectual now and just can talk perfectly. And it's <laughs> it's so weird, but it's so good, and it it just I'm makes. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, Julie. How dare you talk to me? I love the bullies in this movie because they're hilarious. <laughs> He's stressing me, Julie. He's stressing me. It's so good. <laughs> Bozo. Yes, you stress Bozo. <laughs> oh man. The 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 fire walk in this, you know, when Melvin, you know, gets out of the toxic waste and starts running down the street. That was probably one of the coolest scenes in here. Just that slow-mo of him running on fire. I always loved that. Like, that's probably one of my favorite um, fire scenes with with somebody being on fire and whatnot. It just it yeah. looks so cool, and it's so iconic. 
<laughs> iconic with him just running down the street in that fucking. He's faking it, Julie. He just can't take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the cop touches him. His hands start on fire. <laughs> so good. Oh, and then him sitting in the tub and his skin and everything's just bubbling and boiling. Oh, it's so good. I think one of my favorite elements of the movie is like the overly animated characters that are throughout the whole town of Tromaville. Yep. You got like the uh the the ruffian gangster guy that's like cross dressing and doing his trying to do his ninja kicks. <laughs> Cigar face you got too. He's <laughs> kind of the ringleader of them all. We can make love to him. <laughs> <laughs> And then you got the the guys in the uh, the taco restaurant, which is uh, so appropriately uh, named the Mexican place. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but white people work there. <laughs> yeah, right? it's like the kid in the back that just keeps passing out over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's it's this uh this town just the whole like universe as itself because Tromaville's in a bunch of their movies. Yep, is the is uh what I think what I thought of so heavily when I saw the the city in Hobo with a Shotgun. That's why I thought so hard that this has to be a trauma movie. Right, <laughs> I could see it's, that. It's just so wacky and over the top and fun. It's just so fun. You got yeah. the 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 co- the coke snorting truck drivers that are driving around <laughs> with their barrels of toxic waste that aren't strapped down with no lids on them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. Nothing bad's going to happen. No, not at all. <laughs> God, then you got the mayor. You know the fat slob. Always getting yeah, massages with getting, his three foot subs sitting next to him. Yeah, just eating the sub, getting the massage. <laughs> <laughs> Played by the same guy who was the head of the nuclear power plant in Class of Newcomb High. Yeah, the original Class of Newcomb High. <laughs> so good. I like um, his death. He gets his guts ripped out, and then he's trying to put him back in as he's dying. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was it was like good. he's trying to put him back in, and everybody cheered. Like, hey, you just murdered somebody in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in front of children, too. <laughs> There's children there. <laughs> Let's see if you have some guts. <laughs> hey, fatty. That's why they call me Cigar Face. <laughs> It's so good. I mean, you got the action sequences. They're so cheesy, too. But they're so just, like, classic 80s, like, low-budget cheese. It's everything. Everything is, like, classic 80s, low-budget cheese. And it's just so You have so that perfect. limo that, that limo where all the bad guys keep coming yeah, out. Yeah, like, like 40 dudes car. come out of it. I mean, that's great. Hey, he rips the black dude's arm off in the taco shop, and he's just standing there with no arm. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And, <laughs> and then he notices he's got no arm. <laughs> oh. That guy was something. He's just like, I never had me a blind chick before. <laughs> I, like, I always what? wanted a cornhole, me a blind chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so bad. 
<laughs> so wrong. I I really enjoyed the I don't know remember the name, but the the painted face character. I thought he was the way he portrayed his character was perfect, and it was. Yeah, that's Patrick Kilpatrick. Gave me a va- Batman villain bo- vibe the way he was doing it. You talk about from the one under- with the shotgun in the Mexican under- restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. From my understanding, uh, uh, Patrick Kilpatrick is the the guy you're talking about. He quit the movie after Lloyd Kaufman made him point the shotgun in front of that woman and her baby. He's like, I didn't like that. <laughs> he quit or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that was that's true pretty unsettling. I don't know. That would be unsettling, but yeah. Put your tacos down, blow your freaking heads off. <laughs> I don't think it's the the act that he was doing it. If I was him, because you know it's fake and you know it's all just a movie, I think it'd be more of your faces on that and people see you doing that, and that's probably what would make me not want to do it. Oh yeah, because I'm trying to make my name as an actor. And then I don't want to always be remembered as the guy that shot a baby or, you know, put well, he a... didn't shoot the baby. He just, right, right, right. But that's, that's the way that these type of reputations blow out of proportion in the real okay. world. Agreed. Sure people are. <laughs> Cause people don't know how to calm down. No, it's just a fucking movie. The kid didn't get ran over. Was it, was it a very, uh, gruesome scene did it turn my stomach of course it did but i also highly appreciated the practical effects because it looked awesome right it's an effective scene because it makes you feel that way yes exactly it did its job ultimately (laughs) the bullies they're like hey hey, you gotta take me home I got to go to church in the morning after they just ran over and killed a kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like things in the choir or something like that. <laughs> so good. Good Lord. Oh man. But, Oh God, there's just so much. The, the music in here too, the music choice in here uh, from the, the opening music with that kind of, 80s workout music that they have going on. <laughs> Just see everybody kind of shaking their your shit. Body the... now, your body now. Yes. <laughs> oh, and the the damn the montages in this movie are fucking awesome. Yes, they are. And then you got uh, the Toxic Avengers, uh, Melvin. Which I love that his voice just immediately turned into like this super heroic, like deep voiced character. Just <laughs> instantly, like that's how you know this guy is like the hero or whatever. Yep. And then he he's running around the whole movie. He still has his fucking tutu on, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have forgotten the best character. The lady who runs the laundromat, but also in charge of white slavery. When yes, the, the little midget lady. Yes. Toxie throws her in the big industrial dryer to kill her. <laughs> Has the monster gone too far? <laughs> and they're like, uh, she's not squeaky clean as we thought, boss. Turns out she was in charge of white slavery. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I completely forgot about that character because it's such a s- small scene, but it's so oh, memorable. I'm sorry, she, she wasn't in charge of the laundry mess. She was just there delivering laundry. It's like, yep, my son just keeps making messes on his pants. This is white stain. 
keeps going out with his girlfriend, but then when he comes out his chamber. <laughs> oh my god, cost. So gross. <laughs> so crass. So Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> it really is. It it just wouldn't be the same if it wasn't you, that way. You, you know what? This is what I would call tame Lloyd Kaufman, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> he would get crazier as the years go on. That's right. That's true. That is very true. I mean, I think like Terra Firmer would would be like the pinnacle of just being nuts. Maybe I would say Terra Firmer and Toxic Avenger Four would be the yeah, pinnacle. Yeah, I think those are pretty close. And we'll definitely that, be talking that, about Terra Firmer later on this this month. So that is his peak. <laughs> but any any final thoughts regarding this movie that you guys have? Well, ha- have you guys seen the Japanese cut of the movie? I have not, but I, I, I did see that that was like 91 minutes versus like the 70-some-odd minutes for the American I, cut. I have it on DVD, and they've got extra scenes in there. Like uh, the girl bullies, Toxie doesn't kill them. He just um, hurt them. Or I say hurt them. The one girl, he like shaved, he shaved her head bald or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the other girl, he just sat, he sat her on the uh, hot coals. Okay. Yeah, she's like in the police station. She can't like sit down because her butt's burned. <laughs> oh, that was probably one of the most satisfying kills to me because that chick was sitting in the damn sauna masturbating to the pictures of that dead yeah. kid. And I yeah. just wanted her to die so bad. Yeah. And it was just so fitting that he just burned her cooch off. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I prefer to think that they died because of what they were doing, not getting off scot-free. Because it doesn't... It doesn't f- from the sequels, Toxie doesn't let people go like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's in the Japanese cut. Okay. Yeah, I was, I've, I've often movie. wondered what was in, in the Japanese cut. You know, based that's off of some extended stuff like that, a few minutes here and there. Okay. Sweet. Well, let's go ahead and rate this. Uh, what would you guys rate this movie? Yeah, so I love it, love it to death, but I just think about some of the other things I rated, so I just can't feel right giving it a full five stars, so I'm going to have to give it a four and a half, because some things I rated a little harsher, mm-hmm. and I try to be try to be uh, fair, but it is, for what it is, it's definitely one of my favorites, it was my first trauma movie, uh, it's one of, I'd say it's probably my favorite if not one of my favorite uh like funny lighthearted type movies like this so i definitely yeah four and a half for me okay fair enough it's it it's always hard for me to rate movies period because i mean what makes a movie a three for me or what makes a movie a four when usually i i go Unless unless it's something like really bad that I have to tear it apart on every level, whether it's you know acting, script scripting, directing, cinematography, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I just usually go by entertainment value. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this this movie, I have nostalgia for it. I mean, it's my first trauma movie. Yep. Period. First Louis Kaufman movie. And I ran it on VHS back in the day, like. It, you know, so many of us, us did back in the day is just renting movies. Yep. So I have a huge nostalgic factor for it. Um, 
it's just a fun movie. I mean, it's not trying to be high art. Trollman never was the high art. No, They're, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, that was never their thing. I mean, you know, the whole let's go make some art. You know, they're making art, but they're definitely not making high art. So, I mean, it's hard to rate things for me because, you know, you can look at some movies and be like, yeah, they're trying to actually, you know, do this and that. This movie just wants to entertain. Um, Of course, Lloyd Kaufman is is really subtle on some things and how, you know, I'm sure you could say that the message was against people uh, obsessed with their bodies or something like that, you know, and the ugly duckling type, you know, I mean, it could be anything. So I'm just going to rate this on a pure entertainment, enjoyable level. And for me, that's going to be a five out of five. Cause it's in my top five Lloyd Kaufman movies slash Trump movies, period. Mm-hmm. So five out of five for me. Solid. Okay. Sounds good. Well, for me, th- this also was my first trauma movie. Obviously, Toxic Crusaders was the first thing I, that introduced me to the character. And then, obviously, I found out about this movie and, and watched it. And, you know, I've, I've loved it. With that being said, though, it isn't my favorite Toxic Avenger movie, which I know um, might be controversial because, obviously, it's the original. It's it's great. I love it. But I, I've always loved Toxic Avenger 4 more. And I don't know, it's just so over the top that I I just love it. And so that's why I like it more than the first one. But with that being said, with the first one, it, it's classic. It's it's a favorite of mine. I would give it a four out of five for a rating for me. And obviously, it's, it's all based on entertainment value. And most of the ratings I, I do is usually based off of how much I enjoy it, so... It, it it's, it's still pretty solid. Yeah, it, it it really is. It's it's a solid movie. It's it's solid schlock. It's lowbrow, low budget, eighties, independent. It's 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 great. So definitely four out of five for me, and I, I I fucking love this movie. But with that being said, next week we will be taking a look at Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. So come back for that. I'm looking forward to revisiting that again. It's been about a year since I've watched it, so I look forward to always watching that movie. I, I fucking love that movie. That's another trauma favorite of mine, and I'm That's excited in my for top that. Five also, yeah, <laughs> I love the Kabuki man. It's great. I fucking love it. But with that being said, we do appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to us through our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at CLS Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys, and we do want to thank you for checking out this week's episode. And, Ted, do you have any final words of wisdom for us as we leave tonight? Uh, Sean did it. Strap down your barrels of toxic waste before you do your cocaine. (laughs) That's a a good point. Where's the fun in that? that? That's horrible advice. I'm just going to say Sean did it, no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.